It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Bring in Leroy Horde here, our resident running back. And today, Leroy is brought to us by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay red hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on literally anything, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. You What's know, up, Leroy? You know What's that up? it's got to pain up? our friend Leroy Horde that right now the Browns are a passing team, Leroy. <laughs> they can't <laughs> run the ball. They're a no, no, passing team. Hey, hey you know no. why I ain't going to never be upset about that? Because they're winning. Because they scored 36 damn points. That's right. <laughs> okay? Yep. With that defense, 36 points will win you a Super Bowl. That's <laughs> damn right. We so, were just talking. So, Go ahead. So it, it's not that, but but here's, and I always make it a point to say this, okay? You're looking at the amount of yards. Even with all those passing yards, they had 30 carries. So if you can still be not necessarily one-dimensional, even though you're having success doing one over the other, but still be able to run the ball, that means you're controlling the defense. And so that's where I I kind of lean towards that. Am I upset they're having success throwing the football? No. The only time I get upset is when they have 15 to 20 carries, averaging five or six yards a carry, and then they try to throw it. That's fair. But if it's like this, yeah. so that means that Anytime it was like a third and two or something like that, and they needed to run the football, they were able to do it. That's dominating a defense. You run it when you want to or when you need to, and all the other stuff is just a successful offense work. Because I got to tell you, like, I don't know what the hell defense they was playing on the other side. Can somebody cover Amari Cooper? Because here's the kicker, Ty. If you're preparing for Amari Cooper, what is the one thing you're going to say? He ain't going to run away from you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 11 catches for 265? <laughs> <laughs> you the guy that can't run away from you? 24-1 on an average at that. Yeah. <laughs> the funny part I'm is like, he, he not a blazer. Even when he caught, right. when he caught the Even bomb, he it, he, the right. dude still almost caught him at the end. Number yeah. five still almost right. walked him. So he's but not the, fast. But, but that's, that's the thing. And we – like I said, we had this before. We don't give these guys enough credit. And I said when they signed Amari Cooper, he might have been one of the best things ever happened because he is the epitome of playing that position well as far as running routes, being where you need to be, and catching the damn ball. And and we saw this with Anquan Bolden, who would always be in double coverage and catch the ball, and we say, oh, he's not a burner. We can't pay him. Right? This guy is good at what he does. I don't care who's covering him. And it's amazing to watch because, Ty, I'm watching it too and going, 
How in the hell is he just wide open and can't run away from nobody? Leroy, you want to hear a crazy stat about Amari Cooper running away from people? What's that? This season, according to next-gen stats from the NFL, he is second in the NFL on go routes, on yards gained on go routes behind you know why? Tyreek Hill. You know That's why? Because I'm going to tell you why. Because they sitting on everything. Yeah. You remember, like, you know, during the course of the year, I'd send this, this tweet out all the time. If y'all don't pressure the back end of that defense, they are squatting on everything, and you're going to get picked. And it happened two games ago with, with, uh, with, with Joe, right? They were sitting on everything. He was throwing it in the crowd. <coughs> then they opened it up a little bit. Like, you don't have to have a burner to stretch the field, but you was one of them fast guys who can't catch. They're going to cover him. No, oh, yeah, Mark. They well, Marquise can catch, but that's that was. The well, you thing. know what I'm saying? That's right. what, that's the thing that the reason I was glad that they put this on tape because now for moving forward, now DBs is like, oh, well, he can get, he can go deep for sure. But Amari Cooper is special because Amari Cooper does that thing where he comes out, he makes every route look the same. So you really can't, right. you never know right. what it was. So if I was playing Amari Cooper, my thing is. I'm going to come out in the game before last week was he ain't going to go deep. You know, he might run the bang Not, eight or right. something like that, but it ain't nothing deep. So I don't have to worry mm -hmm. about getting on my horse. And I was glad that they put it out there like, no, he can still beat you deep. And that's why they was right. that's why he was so effective in this game. I, I mean, was shocked was, that they didn't start right. doubling this man. I was like, what right. is going on? <laughs> but, but Ty, I'm going to tell you this. As a, as a guy who played in the slot a lot and, and, and got doubled, I only ran the route against one dude. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, but defenses think they double in the guy. And the only way you could really double a guy is if you know the route he running. Mm -hmm. So if he run a go route, then you can do something short and deep. Right? Mm -hmm. But if he running something like a slant or he running something like, like a, a bang eight or something like that, right? It's hard to double him because y'all stacked. And so it it don't matter to me if they double him. Right, it, yeah. it it like there's certain situations where you're gonna get got, right? Where they're gonna be in the right position, but for the most part, you just run your right off of your one guy. The other guy just gonna get in the way. Well, yeah, Leroy. I mean, you think about the last couple of weeks. What has been Joe Flacco's and Amari Cooper's favorite route? The bang eight. They run that. Right. He runs that post, that little skinny post. As soon as he come out of his break, he throw it. Right. Him. So and see, even what, if that deep guy is sitting on it, yeah. he catch it before he can get down there. And what, what they were doing was they were like, okay, we know that's his favorite route. We know Amari Cooper's his number one target. Let's just give him an inside piece. Let's make that safety play inside to take and that away. And they sit on it, and, and he, then he went straight up the Yeah, right. he went deeper, and that's why he got beat. That, that first play, instead of running right. a bang eight, he ran an actual post and got right. behind both of them. That's what happened. Right, but, but that's, that, and that's the, the ebbs and flow of a football game, right? So what I'm more impressed with is how these two guys – this quick have been on the same page so well this quick right like that that's amazing that's that's you know these things you discuss in the off season during camp hey if he do this you know i want you to to, to kind of just make it a, a post instead of a bang eight right like these are things you talk how they picking this up so quickly and how these two guys and and there's something to be said about two veteran guys because you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I used to have this with Bernie. He didn't have to, he just turned around and looked. I got you, right?
he probably give Amari that look. Okay, you see that safety there? We just going to skinny it up, right? Like, it, it's amazing to watch. And it's also, if, if, if you a Texan, you can't tell me that somebody was frustrated on them sidelines going, 265 yards? Right? <laughs> 11 catches. Anybody going to cover him? So it, it was impressive to watch. But what made this game that much more impressive that we've been watching the Browns all year. And one of the things that have plagued them and one of the things why Joe has had to be so great in the fourth quarter is because they lazily go into these games. Um, they haven't jumped on anybody. So the fact that they got after it right away uh, was, was one of the most impressive things is that this was the first time where the Browns start to finish pretty much dominated. Leroy, you know, when uh, Nick Chubb went down, a lot of people felt like the Browns running game would be okay, that, you know, Jerome Ford uh, would show what he can do and that he would show that he was the future running back of this organization. I think dude has been, like, very, like, I haven't been impressed by him. When are we going to start seeing more Pierre Strong? When he gets more patient, right? See, it's one thing to have speed. It's one thing to have explosiveness. But you got to learn how to use that on a football field. The thing about Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb runs the ball in a little burst, right? You, you, you see him and he's kind of booming in a burst, right? That That's what makes Nick Chubb special. And then he has that acceleration to go, right? Jerome Ford has that. Not to the level of Nick Chubb, but he possesses a skill set that a lot of running backs don't have, and that's that top-end speed. But if you don't use it right, you can't tell. So if he just run up in the line of scrimmage real fast without, you know, being patient, reading blocks and anticipating stuff like that, it looks like he's just, his skill set is the same as any other back who can't play, <laughs> right? We know he possesses this skill. We know he possesses this speed, but it's how he uses it and how he's patient when using it. That's the thing he has to learn how to pick up on. And I'm going to tell you when I learned, I learned when I couldn't run so damn fast. Because then I had to figure out another way to play football. And, yeah, and that's usually what happens. I was going to ask you, like, is that something that comes over the course of your career? You know, you talked about this last week when you was on the show, and the first person I thought about was Le'Veon Bell. How patient right. Le'Veon Bell used to used run to, the football. Yeah. And I seen right. him become more patient uh, the further his career got on. So do you think that's going to happen with Jerome Ford? You start learning blocking schemes. You start you start learning, and then you lose a little bit of your skill set. Okay? I, I tell people running back is like a roller coaster. People don't realize that when you take that initial drop on those old school roller coasters, that is the fastest you go. Right? The turns get tighter, so it gives the appearance that you're going faster but you're not really going faster. When you play running back, as your skill set diminishes, you become better at all the other parts of it, whether it's reading defenses, anticipating blocks, you know, being able to look at the flow of a defense, whether it's with the cutback or stuff like that, and you become more patient because you realize, I got one burst here, right? I'm not going to outrun these guys. And you start using all these tools together, and you become more of a natural runner. And, and I think that's what happens. I mean, 
Le'Veon Bell, when he first got into the league, he, he just get it and go because he was a big boy. You couldn't bring him down. As he started getting banged up, you notice he started getting patient, almost like stopping. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. And just letting things play out a little bit so he could use that acceleration. So I think that's one of the things that young guys have to learn. And in fact, you see this more than anything. A guy come into the league as a burner and he lights it up. And then five years from now, he's playing on three different teams and can't play. It's because he never had to learn the true skill of playing the position. He never had to learn, okay, let me give my left guard a chance to set this up a little bit. Let me give my tackle and my guard a chance to get up on that second level. Because you always had the 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 ability to just be out over athletic and, and out athletic everybody. Out athlete everybody. When that goes away, you have to find other ways to be successful. And that's for everybody in the NFL. You ain't the same player when you 30 as you were when you were 23. You just not. But how can guys play that long? How can guys, receivers, become better route runners, right? Better at reading defenses. So that means that fast guy running across the middle, as he gets older, he realizes, okay, it's zone. Let me sit. You know, and, and it, this is with every position, offensive lineman, defensive lineman. It happens with everybody. You know, you, you're going to see it with Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons, he's just out-athleting everybody on the outside of the uh, uh, line of scrimmage. As, as, as his career moves on, he's going to be better with his hands. He's going to be better with the spin moves. He's going to be a, a, a better tactician at that position. And so I know Jerome Ford is an excellent runner, right? But I need him to learn the craft of playing running back. And He'll make the offensive line look better. He'll look better just with a little bit of patience because he can be more patient than most because his explosiveness and his burst might be a little greater than some of the other guys. He might have a quicker burst than Nick Chubb, but he don't look like a better running back than Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb knows when to use it. Not even close. Hey, Leroy, Right. one guy who's really developed this year and taking his game to, I hate to use the cliche, but I will, another level. That's David Njoku. Uh, he might have, he might get 900 yeah. yards this year, which would, you know, for a tight end. I've already yeah. said he's going to make his first Pro Bowl. Yeah, he's going to make the Pro Bowl. He's got a career-high six touchdowns, a career-high 750 yards. What are you seeing in his game? What has taken him from kind of a decent tight end to a very good tight end this year? Quarterback. It's just the quarterback, huh? It, it has a lot it has a lot to do with that um that some quarterbacks really like using the tight end and basically you've empowered him to be a better player he knows that he's an integral part of the offense so how he goes about what he does is different than it's been all year because he know he's gonna get the rock right That's and when he catches it who gonna stop him yeah he's tough Right, so so it's something to be on that field and go. I'm a bad man, right? It's amazing, and he looks confident out there. He does, right? Great so point. so a lot of it has to do with with quarterback. A lot of it has to do with now you've been put in a position where the team is counting on you to make big plays, right? And it feels good. 
it feels good to be that guy on the football field that you're not just a player. Your team is relying on you to have success. And I think he's that's what's taken him to that next level is now there's some expectations with how you're going to play. You know now you ain't going to be running around that secondary a whole game and have two catches. Leroy, great point. We, it, this, it was a big uh, topic debate today. Yeah. And I just need to know where you stand. I think the question was something about what's the question? Is it who's more the important? The question is you can tell Bull, yeah, you go. Who would be a bigger loss? Okay. As crazy as this question would have been before the season, it's a legitimate yes. question now. Who uh-huh. would be a bigger loss in terms of the Browns' chances of winning a Super Bowl this year? Joe Flacco or Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett. Okay. You know why? <laughs> oh, you know why? Boy, because tell him because tell here, him, Leroy. I can drop Miles Garrett off by helicopter and he could dominate a game. Joe Flacco still got to de- depend on five, six other guys. I, I, I get what you're saying, Leroy, but Earl and I, our argument was you can give me whatever argument you want. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, Hey, we won't tell you why you screwed up your argument. I'm an offensive guy. Yeah. I'm an offensive guy. And it took me about 1.2 seconds to to think that one out. But tell guess what? Wait, wait, wait. Let's put it this way. Go ahead. How many quarterbacks have they played with this year? Leroy. Four. Four. How many miles they play with? They play with one. Leroy. What are you talking about, Leroy? You're telling me. You think they could win a Super Bowl with PJ Walker or DTR right now with no running game? That, wait, that defense is playing right now? Yes. Thank you, Leroy. This man is smart. The score might be the final score might be seven to three, but I know what Thank you. Oh, Thank you, Leroy. I appreciate it. Leroy, Leroy, what you're missing? What you're missing, Leroy, is in Tyvis's argument. Nope. No, say it how I said it. Say it how I said it. Say it how I said it. Hold on. So let me get this straight. What I'm starting to hear right now is maybe I didn't get the whole Tyvis argument. No. That's exactly what happened. No. That's exactly what I No, no, no. What you said is exactly what I said. No, no, no. This is what he said, Leroy. You got it, Earl. You got it. This is what he said. Say it how I said it. He made his argument. He had a lot of facts for his argument for Miles Garrett. But then he came out and said the only difference or between Phillip and Flacco was the touchdowns. Like he said it to like him, that was nothing. Like it was nothing. Like Philip, like Philip, whatever Walker can just walk Walker. in there. <laughs> you got be calling this man Philip. <laughs> like hey. he could just walk in there and do what Flacco was doing. Kim, Kim, here. Let, let me say this. There is nobody, including Deshaun, that has shown they could do what Flacco is doing, because none of them have gone down the field as accurately as Joe Flacco. So b- before we even go there, what we are witnessing from this dude is something we haven't seen with the Browns all year. That's, right. that's, that's why I fact. look crazy. That's, that's a, a fact. fact. Yeah. That being said, here's the thing that comes with Joe Flacco. Turnovers. 
And I and this game don't even count because it was like end of the half or something. Yeah. He just chucked it up. So I'm not even counting. But he's he's got ten touchdowns and seven interceptions. And I tell people this: if you ain't watching them games, those numbers don't do it justice. Hmm. That's true. If hmm. you don't see what that man is doing, you ain't seeing the whole picture. That being said, this right here, that last stat right there, that's gonna be the end of the Browns. Can't be minus seven, and then and, and then go to the elite and play against the elite teams, right? That's a fact. But that 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 has nothing. You know, that is a football fact. You can't be minus seven, okay? Now, one of the things that the other guys did that Joe Flacco just don't care. Okay, they wasn't taking a whole bunch of chances. So the offense looked stagnant because they wasn't slinging it around like Joe Flacco. If they had the confidence to do it, I think they have the skill set to sling it down the field. I don't know if they're going to be as good as Joe Flacco. Hmm. But Joe Flacco came in and said, hey, I got a new life. I'm throwing it. Right? Right, he did. And, and, And good or bad. This might be the first quarterback in the history of quarterbacks that we go, wow, seven touchdowns and five picks. All right, whatever. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Yep. You you understand that? Yeah. Like whatever. All right, we got it. You see, and that's that's the thing that that makes it. Your offense is going to be different. You're not going to score 36 points, right? But at the same time, I don't know if you have the seven interceptions because they ain't taking those chances. Yeah, but P.J. Walker had all those interceptions. He did. Without the touchdowns. Without the touchdowns. <laughs> and, that, wait, and that's why they went and got Joe Flacco's ass. That's eggs. right. That's right. So, like, like yeah. let's, let's – like, but, but – and, and I'm going to say this. We can say what we want about Kevin Stefanski, if he don't get some serious consideration for coach of the year, then they ain't been paying attention. Because he done been through four quarterbacks, four different game plans for each of those quarterbacks, and they are still in the playoffs? Man, that's phenomenal coaching. When you say you put your team in the best position to win, I know if we criticized him, I have too, about not running the football or, you know, making some decisions that I maybe question. I can't question it. I can't. The guy knows what he's doing. And so from that standpoint, to see the success they're having, now, we had this conversation a few weeks ago that one of the reasons why he's probably having more success right now is because you eliminated a skill set from the quarterback. Right? right? Ain't no more RPOs. Joe ain't running. So, your offense is a little different, but maybe it fits Kevin Stefanski's game plan a little bit better. You see what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. No. But, but yeah, uh, to your point, Bull. Yeah. You are 100% wrong, my brother. About what? Uh, it, it, it is. It is Miles Garrett. Thank you. Thank you. Leroy, you yeah, have been guess what? fantastic guess what? today. We've had four quarterbacks. We've had one Miles Garrett. 
I said the same. Boy, you sound just like this dude I know. I sound just like this dude I know. I got to be careful because I don't know if I trust that you said the same thing. Because everybody yeah, seen the did, I, <laughs> did I not say this? He did say, he did that say that it. Okay. He, did, okay. he did say it. I mean, what you said, now, the other thing it, you said was look, crazy. but it, It's coming, him saying it as a defensive guy, all right, you know, you got to kind of grade it accordingly. Yeah. Me saying it as an offensive guy. <laughs> but, me, but, but what I'm saying is, me saying it as an offensive guy, and I'm just going right to the defensive guy. Yeah, that's that's no. Yeah, Mm-mm. but but that's I would I, do. in the end, uh, I would argue Leroy that take out Deshaun because he's yeah. not playing. He's not an option. Okay. PJ Walker and DTR. First of all, we just got a text from Jason who said DTR is on crutches in the locker room. Yeah, so, everyone tweeted that what? too. What's that? From what? He got hurt in the Chicago game and it got re-aggravated. I don't know. Against the Houston. guy weighs like 112 pounds, Leroy. No, but I mean, I'm like, me he played here praising Joe Flacco, and then the other guy got hurt. Well, but he DTR played like three, four plays in this game. I don't know. I mean, they must have taken a hit or something. But like, DJ Walker is maybe the worst quarterback in football. That's if they had a decent backup at this point, then I'd agree with you guys on Miles Garrett. But you, I don't think they here, do. Can I, can I just say this? Yeah. Here's what makes what Kevin Stefanski doing so awesome. Yeah. In most cases, you are in trouble if you have to use your backup quarterback. That's 100% true. And so for us to sit here and question the quality of the backup <laughs> quarterback is crazy in itself. That's true. That's all fair. You see what I'm saying? So I agree. it's like as soon as your starting quarterback get hurt, it's like when Chad Henney came into the game a couple of years ago and led them on a drive to win the game. I'm like, boy, everybody make thank you. Thank you. Because you I know when, when they sit him in the game, they go, yeah. well, he ain't no Patrick Mahomes. Nope. Right, so so like let's every like there's teams all over the league saying we should have got a better backup quarterback. And what? <laughs> you spend your money on guys on the field. Yeah, that's true. That's last where the thing, money gotta go. Leroy, last thing real quick, what's the deal with Jalen Waddle? How big a deal if he can't go? Um if he can't go but Tyreek can, uh you still good. You just need one of the there's so much speed on that team, right? Um, they don't do it as well, but keep in mind, Jalen Waddle's Robin. Yeah. Batman is Tyreek Hill. So you can find another Robin. I mean, even Batman used Catwoman every now and then. Right? Who's what I'm saying? Robbie Chosen? But, but guess what? But guess what? Batman was always there. Mm, that's true. So as long as Tyreek playing, right? They should be okay. Now, I will say this. One of the things that the Dolphins have done, they're real cautious with injuries, right? They're thinking big picture. So they have so much speed on that team that there's other guys that can come in and kind of fill that role of number two. Uh, more importantly, you remember, Jay Wall had to be number one when Tyreek was out. Yep. So, so if he don't have to be number one and Tyreek is playing, I think they they can they can be okay, even mm-hmm. though, you know, they might be able to roll some additional coverages over towards Tyreek, but they still got a lot of speed out there. I mean, I've never seen speed that much speed at the skill positions. I mean, they yeah. got two wide receivers and two running backs. They can run a four by one. 
Leroy, they, and they that's not exaggerate. On, they sleeping on that wide receiver y'all got down there. Cedric Wilson that used to play for the uh, for the Cowboys. Yeah. they sleeping yeah. on that he's, dude. They he, he's on he's a he's a but look he's a, he's the biggest wide receiver they got other than you know they got Chase Claypool. Yeah, who ain't touched the field yet. He's a bum. <laughs> right. I I don't know, man. Like I just think I mean I'm gonna just look. I'm gonna put on my coaching hat for a second, and they get down to the five yard line. And throw a fade to Tyreek Hill, and you got Chase Claypool. Yeah. I'm like, hey, throw it up to him. That's what he here for, you know. So, but again, it's another situation when you watch that offense go, and you watch some of the things they do. They have struggled in the red zone for that reason. Either they give up on the run, or they have all these ants running routes near the end zone. You need a big boy. You know, everybody got that big boy that just, oh, we can throw it up to him and he'll go get it. And I'm just wondering, you know, Chase Claypool is not a breaking case of emergency. You got to break it and see what we got because, you know, you don't know what he's going to be. Leroy, great stuff, man. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you next Happy week. Happy New Year. Happy. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully after another victory. And, right. man, this has been fun. fun this season. has been fun. Damn. Yep. Thanks, Leroy. Thanks, Leroy. All righty. We'll okay. See you later. Couple Leroy injury Gilles. updates for you guys yeah. before we get into our next topic. But Kevin Stefanski is speaking with the media. DTR is headed to the IR, so his season, at least in the regular oh, wow. season, is over. PJ Walker, Philip, as Tyvis likes to call him, has been elevated to the active roster. Oh, Dustin Lord. Hopkins also ruled out for Thursday, so he will not kick already. No word on the punter situation, but Hopkins is listed as week to week with a hamstring. Stefanski did not. At least what I've seen so far did not clarify if it's his kicking leg and or his plant leg, but he's officially ruled out for Thursday, and DTR is headed to the injured reserve list. This, Another guy that heads to the IR. Did Kevin Stefanski say anything about the Browns signing another quarterback? Uh, no, just Walker has been elevated. So I'm following on Twitter, so I'm, I'm following what Mary Kay tweets out. And we need another QB, out. bro. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, he out, yeah. yeah, yeah we, we got to ask somebody. I'm not going to add somebody, but it does. Listen, that's even more imperative to keep flack all the. And by the way, if the Browns win Thursday. Man. And if the Ravens beat the Dolphins, then the Browns are are locked into the five spot, mm-hmm. and they will not play Flacco against the Bengals in that in that case. I can't imagine. Let's right? save that conversation till they beat the Jets, and then we could we yeah, can figure yeah, yeah. It out because it's Rust versus Rest to the maximum. Yeah, now, I mean, so. is it really going to be Rust? He was sitting for a year and came out and played great. But he do you want to slow down the unbelievable momentum? They I, have at I that would. Point? I'd sit him for the last week. That's a discussion we'll have. One we are going to have right now involves <laughs> yeah. Amari Cooper. I'd sit Miles Garrett, too. 
on Amari Cooper's over receiving yards this past week on FanDuel, you would have cashed out big time. I know Earl hit a little parlay. Yeah. It was a live bet on Amari Cooper using FanDuel. And right now, new customers on FanDuel get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. On the post-game show, Earl said he thought Amari Cooper was a top-10 receiver. I think he's in the conversation for top-10. Bull, we mentioned it on the Monday show that you think he's properly rated. So I'll ask it this way, and then we could dive into an official top-10 list at the end if we want to. But Amari Cooper, underrated? Overrated or properly rated? I think in the end, th- these questions are always, no offense, Mike, because we do them all the time. And I, I just think it's a stupid question because you could always go, well, well, this one guy disrespects my guy, so I say he's underrated. How do you really know how everybody, you know, what's... Who's so should we the, ask it, is he top 10? Do you want to do it that way? I, I think that, I think Amari Cooper is in the bottom half. I think this year, he's kind of moved maybe back into the bottom end of the top 10. He's not... He's not in the super elite category. He's not in the conversation with with Jefferson and Chase and Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown. Uh, who am I forgetting in the super elite category? Anybody? He's sixth in yards. Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. See, super elite. Jefferson, Chase. I think Adams is out of super elite. Diggs. Adams could be. I mean, it just depends on what. Me and Earl made a whole list this morning. We can go I, I think want. I think Chase, Jefferson, Hill, they're the three best receivers in football. Anybody debating that? Chase. Or is A.J. Brown in that conversation? Chase, Jefferson, Hill. I think they're the three. I think no, that's the top three. three to me. Oh, yeah, no. I, I think A.J. Brown is four. Does anybody disagree with that? Nope. I struggle with this because, like, me and Mike struggled with this earlier. Yeah. Like, are we talking top ten for this season? Are we talking top ten over the last five years? Like, because when we did this earlier, yeah. I had Amari as a top 10 wide receiver for 2023, yeah. and I got him as a top 10 wide receiver over the last five-year span of his career. I, I, I'm just thinking in general. Like, if I'm ranking receivers, right, you know, yeah, I mean, the current year is going to play a role into yeah. it, certainly. But I, I just, it's more like whether you have Amari Cooper at 6 or 8 or 10 or 12 or 14, whatever, wherever you want to put him. Like, I, I, for me, it doesn't even matter. It's like there's levels, right? Mm-hmm. There's... To me, the super elites are Jefferson, Chase, and Hill. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're almost – I think Adams was in that group, but he's no, no longer. And then probably the next and, – and or you can argue that maybe A.J. Brown, maybe Stephon Diggs are in that group, and then I think C.D. Lamb, and then I think Amari – after those guys, I think Amari is in the argument with anybody else. Is he with – is he with, like, Amon Ross St. Brown? Yeah, I think he's Mike, right there with Amon Ross St. Brown. Mike Evans and yeah. – Mike Evans, is is he leading in the NFL in receiving touchdowns? He is with 13. That is crazy. Hey, was Baker his quarterback at school? Who, Mike Evans? Yeah. No, it was no, Johnny no, Manziel. Manziel was. Okay, I know, uh, <laughs> I know Mark Andrews and Baker – was on the same team, right? At Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. I, think, I had the color scheme messed up. That's why I couldn't, <laughs> you know. That, that. No, I think that Amari Cooper is properly rated. I, 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 don't, I think that I mean, I'd any say football person knows how good Amari Cooper is. He's not as flashy as some of the other guys because he's not as fast as a lot of the other top guys. I mean, well, everybody, when you think of Amari Cooper, the number one thing that 
I don't care who you are, whatever DB, I don't care if you're the best DB, the worst DB. When you see that week, you look at your sheet and you say, I got Amari Cooper. The number one thing you're going to think to yourself is that boy is a route machine. His, his routes right. is crispy. I, Probably the best route running I'm going to go against. That, I, I that's think, where you're at. I, I, maybe there's some casual fans that don't, that maybe underrate him a little bit. I don't think by smart football fans he's underrated at all. No. I think when you look at the, the top receivers in football, he's probably the only one that is not doesn't have either elite speed or elite size. All the other great receivers have one of those two Justin things. Justin Jefferson doesn't. He doesn't have elite speed? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he ran like a four. Five, I don't think so either. Okay. Let maybe I'm wrong about that. How, how big is Jefferson compared to Cooper? I want y'all to both uh, listen to this. Cecil, right? Me and Cecil had yeah. this conversation, and we were talking about speed versus route Oh, no, he ran a 4-4. Four, four, never mind. Yeah, we, what, we, what did Cooper run? Uh, uh, Cooper a 4-4. Four, four, we were talking about speed versus route running, and yeah. he was saying we was using uh, we was talking four, about. 4-4-2, four, actually. One second. Uh, yeah. He ran 4-4-2. Four, four, Justin Jefferson was 4-4-3. Four, four, Je- Jefferson seems faster than me on the field. Than I never thought that. When, he, when you, he runs good routes. When you look at these wide receivers as yeah. route run, running assassins, right, mm-hmm. it makes them almost faster than what they really is. Yeah. And I can think about Teddy G, right? Oh, he's remember, just fast. Right? Remember when he got to the league, he was just fast. Yeah. And he couldn't really get open. Right. But yeah. towards the later, of it, like, back end of his career, mm-hmm. he became a better route runner. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Tan Ginn is putting up numbers at the wide receiver position, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think, like, the speed kind of gets overrated sometimes because there's a lot of fast dudes who can't run routes. Well, it's not a because, but when you're talking but, about the guys but, in this top category, right, but it's I think, not overrated. I think that when this conversation is had, I think that's the reason why he kind of gets left out. Even if, let's say if he's, let's say well, if he's left 8 out of to what 10. conversation? Because I think he's top 10. Let's say 8 to 10. Right, but nobody's leaving him out of a top 10 conversation. But, but when you talk about the casual, five right, right, but when you talk about the casual fans who don't yeah. know better, I think it's because he's not a burner, right? Or he's not right. the flashiest dude. But the fact that he runs routes so well and has great hands for the most part, I think this dude is a top 10 wide receiver. Like I said, I could be wrong, but in 2023, I think he's having the top 10 season. And if I had to rank it over the last five years, I think he's a top 10 in that category too. That's, that's just me. He's the back end. I mean, over the last five years, well, now you're putting guys like Cooper Cup ahead of him. You're putting Devontae Adams ahead of him. Well, me and Mike said, I think I had DeAndre Hopkins number one. I had Devontae Adams number two. No, DeAndre he, Hopkins is not number one. If we was going over the last five years, I would put Hopkins one no. and Adams two. I don't even think he's close to one. He up over there. the last five years? He up no. there. Because with the Cardinals, he was really good. Well, Jefferson's been in the league for four years. Jefferson's way better than Hopkins the last four Jefferson's years. Jefferson's been in the league for four years. This is Jefferson's fourth year. Four years that were already? Chase has been in the league three years. Tyreek Hill is way crazy. He ain't better than Tyreek Hill over the last five years. Who? Cooper? No. Well, Cooper, yeah, but not uh, Hopkins hasn't been better the last five years either. Well, he was with Arizona. He was I mean, five, really, who cares about five he years He been ago, suspended though. and stuff. Who, who That's why. Like years two of the five. Uh, Amari Cooper, I think we all agree. Amari Cooper is whatever. He's somewhere between seven and 12. Is nah, that fair? He's in the top two. That's fair. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a top. He's a, he's not, again, and nobody's arguing for him to be, any, is there any argument for him top five? I don't think so. No. And there's no argument no. for him lower than 12, I guess. Whatever, wherever that line you want to put it is. So he's there, and I think most people think he's there. He's been particularly great lately, and as Leroy pointed out, his chemistry with Joe Flacco is fantastic. Yeah, they definitely – I mean, because it's – but he, I thought his chemistry with a lot of people was good. Like, I thought his with Deshaun was good. I thought 
with PJ and DTR, I feel like it wasn't as great with DTR, but for like PJ, it's like when you're a younger guy, it's like, I'm going to go to him because yeah. more times than not, he's going to win his route. I think the difference between Joe Flacco and the rest of the quarterbacks, not maybe not Deshaun, but Joe Flacco and the other two, DTR and PJ, is that with, with PJ, it was get the ball out quick. With DTR, get the ball out quick. Like, yeah. go through it, go through one read, let right. him get open, hit him right there. With everybody else, it's more deeper developing. You know, I can let things come out because I can see the whole field. I can let go through my progressions. I don't have to have a set standpoint like I'm going to Amari Cooper on this play. Like, that's not what Joe Flacco's thinking. Right. Did, did you hear what uh, Amari said in the postgame yesterday? About him he, feeling he, like he can go for 300 yards? He, could, he, well, he yeah, goes but, in thinking but, for 100. But that part, but he was talking about Joe, and he was talking about, you know, it's something there that we just mesh. Yeah. And he was talking about the film study, and he said that he noticed something from last week to this week, mm-hmm. how strong his arm was and how, like, okay, if, if Flacco was in that pocket, he can really move around a little bit, and you seen what he was talking about on that fourth down throw. Yeah. You know, Flacco was kind of like eluding the rush, kind of dropped back. I think he was falling away when he threw the ball. And Amari said it's little things like that that he's starting to pick up on about Joe Flacco that's ha- helping build the chemistry. But overall, like, you know, he's been asked this question a lot, and he's just said himself, man, like, it's just something between us that mesh. Mm-hmm. It just works. Mm-hmm. I think uh, last week I said that Nick Chubb and, or maybe I said it yesterday, I don't remember. Nick Chubb and, and uh, Amari Cooper, kind of similar twins. type of guys. Did I say that yesterday? <laughs> don't talk. I show, yeah. I, I Very think effective, but don't cloth. talk a lot. Yeah, they're like, there's, there's no. Have you ever listened to Amari Cooper talk? He's very uh, philosophical. Right. Are you saying Nick Chubb's not philosophical? I don't feel like he, not, not to the magnitude of Cooper. the way they play. Yeah. There's no flash to their game. No. They just go out there, do the right thing all the time. Yeah. They don't make stupid mistakes. Like they just, and I think Flacco, in a way, he's not in a way like Flacco's a gunslinger, no, or at least he's playing like one now. I mean, that's it. he's been that his. But he's career. also another guy like Chubb, like Cooper, who there's no flash to his game. It's like he's not first down signaling. He's not. Ch- and listen, I'm not saying you do want to do that stuff. Fine. Although I, I gotta say, I said it on our text. By the way, I was complaining about something in our text chat yesterday. And either Mike or Jason said, well, don't you, you have anything else to complain about? Jason, I, Jason said it, and you went off. I put, like, 15 things that piss me off. <laughs> Wait a minute. And I can read yes, them out. Yeah. yeah, when was this? I missed that. <laughs> okay, so. It was at, like, 1130 last night. Oh, I was asleep. And why is that together? You know, like, did you watch the Run, Barry, Run? Anybody seen Run, No, Barry, I got to watch it. I got to watch it. No, not yet. The I person said Barry for a second. Yeah, like, the, the, personal, like, the personality, man, Nick Chubb and, and, and Barry Sanders, like, in personality, is very similar, like yeah, hundred percent. Very, very. I wonder very, who if that's if I wonder who Nick Chubb's favorite running back of all time is. That's a good question. I feel like I've asked him that before, but I don't remember because it's been a while. Since I mean, I mean, it, it would shock me or you if he said Barry. Under pressure, under pressure, I can hear see him saying Jim Brown because of the circumstances. Right, right, right. But, but like but, outside of that, I like, really. Who I, did you grow up watching? Listen, if guys if, celebrate, that's fine, whatever. But I like when a guy's just like, eh. This is what I do. No, I'm in the – I'm flashy. But you got to – so this all started when I said <laughs> oh, I'm the same I cannot stand now 
this new thing that the defensive teams do, where every time there's a turnover, they have to run to the, the end zone oh, that's to hard. do the celebration. That's fire. What's it's awful. That's fire. Just do it that's fire. Why are you going to run 70 no, yards? That's fire. Well, it's a bunch of reasons. It's a bigger cameras down there. Cameras, <laughs> pictures. Yeah. Most of the celebrations are lame anyway. Yeah, but you got to think, though. But a the, lot of these the, guys self-market, too, right? Yeah. This is for the social media. Yeah, it's for the, the social the, media. The camera guy's in the end zone, so you right. run to the end zone, and you – you get right in front of the camera and you get a nice picture. That's why. Yeah. Bull, read the list uh, of the other things that piss you off. Then I got something else. All right, there's one I can't read because everyone but the one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I said, I, uh, I can look at this. <laughs> what did I say here? I said, uh, uh, is there anything worse than teams running 70 yards after a turnover just to celebrate in the end zone? And I, I said, what is with this, Tyvis? But obviously you were sleeping, seeing it. I said, just bleep and celebrate when you make the play. Then I said, also, Nick Sirianni's face pisses me off. I see it now. I can't stand it. Every time I see him, I I, want to punch him in the face. It's not nice, but I'm telling you. Uh, So so Jason goes, anything else you hate you want to get off your chest? I said, people that take up two spots in the parking lot, both New York football teams. Should I say the next one? Don't say it. That nah. don't say it. That's me. <laughs> don't say it. Annoying people on Twitter. I'll just say that. There you go. All right. <laughs> Uh, radio people that use fake voices, news anchors that think they're funny, hate that, uh, girls that are showing off their boobs but roll their eyes at you when you look because you're not the guy they wanted to show them off to. <laughs> you know, we've all experienced that, right? <laughs> Maybe oh, time has did you see Jason's response? With him. Did you see his response? You know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Did you see it? <laughs> Which How one are you laughing at? This I was sleeping. That's that why I personal. Yes. <laughs> Earl, don't tell me you've never had that experience. Of what? So, of, of you, Like some girl is dressed sexy and you're like looking at her and she get, gives you that. Ugh. It's, like, it's, it's, I, like it's I wore so, these for Tyvis, not for you. Yeah, it's more so on social media. <laughs> like they're dressed like that on social media. If you drop the hard eyes, they'd be like, oh my God, you all yeah. always. <laughs> I mean, I'm not touching. No, if I'm touching, that's out of line. I go. can look. If you're going to walk around, listen, wait, wait, if wait, I you, walked around with my balls hanging out, when you say people look, would have a right it, to look. There's a difference. Did you, did you, it's a glance and then it's a stare. I don't stare. I, I, got, <laughs> yeah. some, I got some game. Like if you, I, I know how to look Tyvis <laughs> without staring like an animal. But don't give me a dirty look because I looked at your boobs when you're walking around with your boobs hanging out. I got it. Come on. I got you guys it. out there, you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Most of you guys, unless you're unless you're the top 5% of good-looking guys, you know what I'm talking about. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and then I said every television show on ABC, Fox, CBS, or NBC. Mark Sanchez, Donald Trump's hair. I said something else that next, which I won't say. People who claim they told me something nine months ago on Twitter about sports and claim they were proven right. Like, how would I know? You told me nine months ago. Right. Uh, when, oh, this is another one. When football announcers call a rookie a young rookie, they do that all the time. Wouldn't the assumption be that if he's a rookie, he's young? Mm. Right? Wouldn't you just assume that? You Unless you're Brandon Weed. I'm say Brandon right? Unless you're Brandon Weed. But what happened when Brandon Weed was a rookie? They'd always say 28-year-old yeah, rookie. Yeah, they would. So why would you have to say young rookie? Uh, I think that was all my complaints, right? I, I mean, I got others, but those are all the ones that Bull I got. Bull got game. Show. That's all I got from all of this. I got some game. I got, game. I got some game. <laughs> Bull got game. The, I mean, <laughs> I'm not much next, game, but I got some. That's the next movie. Bull got game. Put a chat, uh, a poll in the chat. Yeah. Is Bull out of pocket right now? A dead even 50-50 split with 200 votes. What am I out of pocket about? People I'm just saying. There's people even. out there that, that agree with you wholeheartedly. But what I, I'm curious as to what of the things I said 
do people think I'm out of uh, I'm out of pocket about? Nick Sirianni's face. Come on, everybody. <laughs> no Browns fan likes Nick Sirianni's face. Is he from? Isn't he from Ohio though? Maybe that's it. Maybe. Is he? He went, to, he went to Mount Union. I don't think he's from Ohio. Oh, okay. There's something about his face. Uh, listen, I'm sure there's a lot of people see my face want to punch me in the face. News anchors. Sure, I probably got a punchable face too. What about the news anchors that think they're funny? Oh my God. There's, has you ever seen a news anchor that was funny ever? Jay Crawford. He's not really a news anchor. He's just, I mean, he is, but he's a sports guy. <laughs> hey, he, he, was the call. he really not a news anchor. <laughs> he don't. Jay doesn't really. Care. Hey, Kelly, Jay Crawford on Channel Three at five o'clock. Mike, Mike Polk. <laughs> he's not a news anchor either. He's a he's a whatever it calls. But by the way, I saw this video on Instagram. This is how that conversation started. I tweeted a video or I put a video in our chat about this guy was talking about something. He, he looked like a like Mike. Polk's British twin brother, right? Yeah, he did. did. You see it, that? It was pretty. It was pretty spot on. But anyway, so then he's responding. What else respond am I uh, out of pocket about? Uh, I just I'll look real quick. Um, how about boy? I lost you when you said you took your balls out in public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was out of pocket. I agree with you. Uh, there. Poetic Pen says the bulge is wild. Uh, the Quag said bulls about to get fired. <laughs> uh, I'm never getting fired. Bruce Elliott says Jay doesn't count. Jay is the least uh, funniest dude. He's is Jay the least funny guy on the show? No, he's hilarious. Jay is funny. I think Jay's funny. Jay's funny. The least funniest but dude. But he's not real. I mean, he is, technically he's an anchor. <laughs> we but he has experience. <laughs> Most anchors have no ability to ad-lib. Most television anchors have no ability to ad-lib. What, they reading off of a prompter. Right. Jay refuses to read off a prompter. Uh, Jay doesn't Oh, read he's a, a smart prompter. man. You know, I tried that before. I tried to, when I was interning at Channel 10 in Columbus, when yeah. I was still playing, I tried to do one. And I'm like, I just, I can't do it. No. Uh, it's hard. No. You ever heard but the, le- the least funniest person on the show is Steve. And that's, <laughs> it's not even, it's not Steve even up for debate. Or Steve the director? No, Steve, Steve, Steve that the, the <laughs> that one that's doing that, this right that here. That him. guy. <laughs> not funny. It's not funny at all. And we do have a little bit of an injury update for you okay. guys, though, and then we'll read some super chats. But Jake Trotter tweeted, Stefanski says, quote, I'm not sure if Hopkins would be back for the playoffs. Oh. Again, calls him week to week. Hopkins has been clutch all year for the Browns, but Stefanski is unsure if Hopkins dealing with a hamstring injury would be back for the playoffs. On a scale of 1 to 10, real quick, guys, and hopefully we'll learn more as the week goes on. And He's already been ruled out this week, but Ooh. is this a, a level 4 loss, a level 7 loss, a 10? A one, like where on a scale of 1 to 10 is losing Dustin Hopkins? Oh, it's up. It, very high because you know when the playoffs games is coming down to field goals uh, more times than not, and if you don't have a guy that can that's guaranteed that you, can, that you know can hit it, you can lose games. So... Hopefully, Patterson is pretty clutch. Um, hopefully, he can get some things done. We'll find out over the next course of these next two weeks. But if he miss, if he misses a field goal, oh, oh my God! What's a bigger loss, Dustin Hopkins or Miles Garrett? <laughs> Man, that one's got Tyvis thinking. It's, Tyvis, I, it's a pretty big Miles loss. Garrett I, and Dustin Hopkins is one kicks and one plays defense. Other than that, there's no difference. I, <laughs> Miles said he could kick field goals. So. Yeah, that, he did say that yesterday. He said he if could you kick were making goals. a list before before this Sunday's game of the top ten least the the ten guys you least think the team could afford to lose, would Dustin Hopkins be on the list? Yes. 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 You know how many games that came down to a field goal that yes. he had to make? It's a pretty big loss. Now, in the end, if this guy Patterson, he might, we did, well, <laughs> we got Hopkins. Nobody, 
There was not a single person that no. was like, yes, see, we got Dustin Hopkins. See, now what you're talking about. It's like the Joe Flacco thing. If yeah. Patterson comes in here and actually kicks really well and they go deep into this thing and win it off of a kick because of him, yeah. now you put yourself at a dilemma for next you year. Know what it's the same dilemma. thing with Joe Flacco. No, it's not the same thing. It's a, du- it's a dilemma. There's no if, dilemma. They, if the Browns go out there and win a Super Bowl, it'll be the biggest dilemma. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, no, the kicker won't be a dilemma. 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 <laughs> the kicker won't be because if Riley Patterson makes big kicks in the playoffs, the Browns win the Super Bowl. I'm, kick, I'm keeping him. He's a lot younger than him. He, he about to say I'm kicking Hopkins up. I got to kick Hopkins out of here. He's a, he's, he's five points away from time. If Riley Patterson, if the Browns win a Super Bowl, which means they're gonna have to win four games, so there's six games left. If he's perfect over the next six games, makes a bunch of 50-yard field goals, and the Browns win a Super Bowl in a game-winning kick by Riley Patterson, he's my kicker next year, 100%. Okay, let me ask you about quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Don't do this. No, please don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Please. Trust me. Trust no, you me. Know, you know. Let me just say this. That is going to be the conversation we have most often this offseason if Joe Flacco has any run in the playoffs. Oh, man. That is going to be the entire offseason, so we'll, we have plenty of time to say this. We have Go Super ahead. Chats and a couple questions in the Super Chats I want yeah. to answer, so let's get to the Super Chats. And as always, Super Chats are brought to us by PCC Airfoils. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PC Air, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and the signing bonus you can apply Online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. The first super chat, a couple of these are questions, a couple of these are just super chats, comes from Tech Operations. And Tech Operations says, I hate to rain on y'all's parade, but Flacco beat the Jaguars for the 29th ranked pass defense, the Bears 26th ranked pass defense, and Texans 25th ranked pass defense. Wait until we beat a real defense before we crown this guy. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, that's no Who's fun. crowning him? Uh, that's no fun, Tech. Make sound, it, sound, it sound like to me he <laughs> take Miles Garrett over Joe Flacco. Uh, nobody's crowning him. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> we're, 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 ta- we're saying he's playing excellent football right now. Yeah. It's a big test this yeah. week coming up. That's why I kept telling you out of the five games, this is the one that concerns I, I don't know why you guys are out of pocket. They're, the Jets. they're a really good defense. Our offensive line isn't that great. The only reason they look great is because they didn't have They the just Texas. gave up like 30 points to the Commanders. Who? The Jets. Jets. So what? What was the final score? After, after, yeah, 30, you know why? 30, you know, you know why? Yeah. Because they took their foot off the gas. That's why. They was up by like 27 to nothing or something like that, wasn't no. it? Ain't no raining on my parade, though, man. The Browns was winning. That's the only thing that matters. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't say they're going to lose. I just said uh, I thought they'd cover and, and they're yeah, favored you, by yeah, seven. seven. I, 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 I do think it. this is the toughest. Uh, the whole wacko for Flacco, 
you know, five and zero. Oh, I, I think just, this is the toughest of the five. I just man, think so. that is so much. You guys are out of your mind. I just think it's too much. You lost to him last year off of the two minutes, so you're gonna be fired up off of that. And yeah. Joe Flacco is a revenge game, so he's gonna be fired up. He's gonna try to you do a chance too much. to clinch the division. Gonna it's gonna do, be bedlam. I'm not it's saying they're gonna lose the game. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying that it's gonna be way closer to seven points. You That's my personal opinion. Quarterback for the Jets, by the way, Trevor Simeon. Yeah. What that mean? He sucks. He just put up 27 points. Against the worst defense in the NFL. Hey, random thought. Because I told Mike. Joe he, Flacco just put up or wait, against a terrible defense in the NFL. Oh, no, not a Mike, terrible defense. Mike got to keep going. But I told him this. Your boy, Phillip. Guess who got more passing touchdowns than P.J. Walker this year? You would never guess this. Who got more passing Tyler touchdowns? Tyler Boyd. No. No. Derrick Henry. Next question, Mike. <laughs> uh, next one comes Earl trying to make Herring, me upset. And I am the only one uh, appropriately <laughs> able to answer this question. Preston. He asked two questions. We're going to answer your first question on the show in the next day or two, so we'll get to that. The second one goes, who hung Jason's sound bar because that looks so messed up? <laughs> I put it in the chat yesterday to answer. I went to Jason's for Christmas. Jason, thanks for having me. Uh, he has – Jason does very well for himself. His TV's on a mount, and normally if there's no tree, it is lined up over the sound bar, but because the tree's yeah. there, he has slid it to the side, and it you looks s- way off. Well, you have to do very well for yourself if your TV's on a, a mount. Well, it's just a whole nice setup. I mean, I have a nice setup in my basement, don't I? Very nice, yeah. But your Christmas tree isn't well, I don't have in a the Christmas way of tree. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the whole, the ability just to slide the TV yeah. over to avoid the sound bar. It's a nice TV setup. Yeah. So yeah, it's I not can move my TV like that, also. But I also will say those comments had me dying. Why so did he do Jason. that? Oh, he said that he slid his TV over. The TV the was window. over for the tree. tree. Okay, so naturally it's not like that. Naturally no. it's not like cool. that. Cool. Yeah, that would be bad okay. if it was natural. Cool. Yes. Uh, next, P. Williams says, Karma is a 2024 AFC Championship game, Browns versus Ravens. Browns win, avenge the 1995 move with Flacco at the helm. What a storyline that would be. Well, they could play the Ravens in the second round, though. I mean, they could play them in the championship game. If the Ravens are the one seed, and the Browns are the only road team that wins in the first round. Then the Browns and Ravens will play in the second in round. In the second round, yeah. Uh, next one comes from Fortune888. Tyvis is completely accurate. Oh. Fortune's on Team Tyvis today. <laughs> about, who, about who? About what? I'm guessing this is the Miles Garrett. Tyvis said it don't matter. All he heard was he was accurate. I, <laughs> I see. That's the only part that happened to me. <laughs> And next, well, Nobody next thought Tyvis was crazy for his argument. We thought he was crazy <laughs> for what he started his argument with. Well, the next one is from Charles T. He has two. He said, yeah. Tyvis is right, right, right. Who was the quarterback when the Browns beat the 49ers and the Ravens? You know, people keep saying this. Just saying, man. As if because just, it happened in the regular season saying, in one man. game, that means it'd be easy to do it. Like, well, they won with P.J. Walker before. Come on now. Next they up. won. Nick Foles. The they difference. said the same thing about Nick Foles, and he won it all. Here's the big difference. Case Keenum had the, mir- the Minneapolis the, miracle. Here's That's all the big, I'm saying. big difference, Tyvis. The Browns won those games in spite <laughs> of P.J. Walker. They're winning these games partly because of Joe Flacco. That's a big difference. Is I that mean, not true? No, it isn't, because if I have a defense that's only given – technically, they only gave it, what, seven points this, yeah, against seven the Texans? Points. No, it's really zero before garbage time. You think Phil? You think Philip can't put up seven points? No. Not with no running game. Are you insane? No. So what? So so Indianapolis putting up thirty points to win. You don't think that Joe Flacco has been a big a big part of the reason they've been winning three in a row? Yeah. 
Okay. But I also saying. believe that the re- the face of this team is the defense, boy. You need to I stop agree. acting like I that. If you need to quit, cut it out and stop diminishing the fact that <laughs> if just- they put in me at quarterback, I can get us seven points. I no. got a, I got a no, bunch can't. of super chats. And I you're better than PJ Walker. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Charles T also says the Browns lose two starters per game. Who has won more games for the Browns this year, Dustin Hopkins or Joe Flacco? Dustin. Uh, that, it ain't even, why you dusted the hop? Yeah, that's assuming okay. what other uh, whatever other kicker you would have would not have made any of those kicks. Next I don't one believe comes that. from Armac Dog Bull. Do you think the Celtics should remove the banners for their first nine NBA titles when they were only 18 <laughs> in the NBA? If Boston can honor their early teams, the Browns should be able to too. I didn't say they should. <laughs> Sly says we might have to bring back the QB whisperer label for Stefanski. Daryl says, UCSS is fire. I love you guys. Why is that so funny? Sly says, if you think Flacco is more important than Miles, you're crowning him. It's a stupid point, but go ahead. And last but not least, and I can't believe I'm going to read this, but I'm going to read it. Yeah. This is a super chat. I'm just reading the super chat. This is from Do It For Chubb. Bull, I'm with you on the melon knockers. I'm Jerry the King Lawler when it comes to puppies. I'm looking if you shopping. That's right, Melon King, whatever your name is. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, if, if, if the Celtics championships from back in the day when there were less teams uh, and there were not a lot of big guys, then why is, then Bill Russell should be the greatest player in the history of the this NBA because he won the championships. He but it's not King looked at that way because it was a different era. That's all I'm saying. Doesn't mean the championships don't count. Uh, that man said, hey, Mark, can I get 30 seconds? Yeah, oh, you 30 seconds. 30, 30 seconds. seconds? Right here. Hey, man, happy birthday to my mom, man. Today is my mother's birthday. I know you've been through a lot. Just want to tell you that I love you and I thank you for having me. Because you did that, I get the opportunity to do some great things with my life before my time ends. So happy birthday to you. I love you. Happy birthday to Earl's Earl's mom. mom. Does she watch every day? No. She acts, though. She acts. Happy birthday to Earl's mom. My mother would be like, so did Joe Flacco hit a home run? (laughs) 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 And uh, in the bottom of the third quarter. <laughs> oh, did you see they, the Guardians acquired uh, offense? Uh, uh, that is overtime. Who? I don't know. Here. Oh, we got <laughs> throwing me a phone. Who? Who? Estevan Flores. Oh, they made a trade? That's overtime. All right. He's, he was a prospect at one point. We'll see you on overtime. See you later, everybody. Puppy! Your mom is another person <laughs> screwed over by... Uh... Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.